I'm Tom Saunders getting through this in Los Angeles, California. And I'm Scott Blakeman in Brooklyn, New York. And we're proud to unveil a brand new feature on my mind. In this podcast adventure, we're going to go deep inside a part of us more valuable than your feet, your thumbs, or even your hair. That's because of the power of the human mind, the part we call the imagination, with which we are somehow able to create images in color, Scotty, and they move. Right now, you can imagine a horse galloping across a number of front yards in an otherwise quiet suburb. Can you do that, Scotty? Oh, yeah. I was even doing it before you even said it. I just anticipated. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let me just tell you something. You are producing animated images instantly that would take a computer animation specialist months to do in the most highly modernized animation studios. In your skull, Scotty, exist mysterious powers about which even the best educated and most highly respected neurobiologists can only shrug their shoulders and go, duh, no clue. Can you imagine can you, uh, how that would make you feel if you were a highly respected neurobiologist and you have to say that? But some of these same neurobiologists might give you an embarrassed look and say something like, are we done here? Because if we are, I'd like to go back to my lab. The sooner the, 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 and, the and the sooner I go back to my experiments to help understand the human mind. Well, uh, and I, I love the way you say mind. It harkens to uh, the great Rod Serling from Ithaca, New York. And that's, you know, the uh, imagination, the mind of the Twilight Zone. And uh, what if he was from New York, though? It would have been a whole different thing, like the human mind. The human <laughs> mind on the Twilight Zone. And the it would have been of the imagination. I mean, it would have been a great show, but it wouldn't have had that yeah. quite, you know, you wouldn't have been it wouldn't saying be as, mind. as great. It wouldn't be as no, no. great. Really, you wouldn't Scotty. be saying mind. And, and may I say, Tommy, mind. I'm just a uh, human mind. Yeah. No, right. I mean, there was a sense of uh, we're going on a journey, a journey to the mind. You know that? I mean, you, you, yeah. you wanted to be on that journey, right? Yeah. If yeah. he were, a, if he, listen, if he worked at at, at, at uh, the Metro North train and he said, "You're you're about to go on a journey, a journey to Scarsdale," right? <laughs> You'd be so excited, right? Oh well, and I've taken that journey many times, but uh, never to that kind of a voiceover accompaniment. Right. Uh, if Rod Serling were, were, yeah. uh, uh, sold train tickets, it would be that would be the most exciting train ticket you ever, or the most exciting train ride. Yeah. Or if he was the uh, conductor, tickets, please. Oh, uh, wow. Willoughby. Yeah. yeah, Willoughby. Yeah. That Willoughby next. And that was, of course, uh, well, I think the whole venture system, the subways, instead of just saying, you know, next stop, you know, 42nd Street, which they do very nicely and they're very, you know, good with you. But if there's a Rod Serling voice, yeah, you'd go, next... I'm going to stay on an extra stop just to see what it <laughs> sounds like, you know. Right. And, uh, it, with the, ne ne the next stop. <laughs> Yeah, how would you say the next stop, Forty Second Street? Yeah, I mean, they a lot of just regular I, I, people get off the train and go to their jobs, just normal. <laughs> but something will be different. Like you know, he would give a little bit more. You know, yeah, every day would be a different the next story. Stop is Forty Second Street. Oh yeah, right. We need that little what it is, and some some great of the conductors would do that. Like Forty Second, you know, they they add things. They're known for being a little funny. Yeah, but, and they've kind the of Rod, cut those back. Rod Serling. 
And people don't know, a lot of uh, uh, our long, younger listeners might be wondering, who is this Rod Serling of who we speak? And, and of course, uh. he is the host of the great uh, show Twilight, this great television program from yes. the 1950s and 60s, Twilight Zone. And um, that's, uh, uh, and, and he would introduce the show. And yeah. he was perfect. He was one of those people like Rod, uh, Walt Disney who would come out, Walt Disney, and you, you just sense magic in the man. You've never and, met a man like Walt Disney, but he brought you magic in his voice, his kind of, his Walt Disney voice was part of that magic. Same thing with Rod Serling, right? Yeah. Was, uh, 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 the voice. It was a voice of science fiction, a voice of fantasy, a yeah. voice that came from the theater of the imagination. Well, and, and also he was the... the secrets of the mind. And he wrote everything. He was the... Created, he wrote every runner. He wrote it, so it wasn't just uh, you know a lot of those shows in the fifties and sixties had hosts. Of course, Albert Hitchcock presents. I don't think he had anything to do with any of those uh, episodes. And there always would be hosts. Hello, I'm, or even you know just these shows. How to marry a millionaire. Hello, I'm so and so. So they would have these hosts. And uh, but Rod Sterling was a genius. And and then in his later years, I believe he taught at UCLA or something. I had a special class. And I, could you imagine? Can you imagine uh, Rod Sterling? Welcome. <laughs> like, what did he teach? Uh, I guess um, probably right. You know, TV writing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to uh, television writing 101, where we use the typewriter and the powers of the human mind. <laughs> I mean, I would love to be in that. Oh, class. wow. And I think the fact that yeah. I never was in that class has been a big disadvantage. I mean, I've some, uh, any, uh, uh, a success I've had in the television industry, I've had to do it without having gone to Rod Serling's class at USC. Everyone who took the class appreciated it. You know, you could have had some people who may not have known. It's like, no, how's the class? Oh, Professor Serling isn't great with grades, you know. Uh, <laughs> he has a hard yeah. grade. And they go, yeah, I got oh, Twilight Zone. What? You got Rod me. Serling, the great Rod Serling as your teacher? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's really hard on me. I didn't show up, and he, he got mad that when I, you know, uh, yeah, like they wouldn't appreciate him. No, right? no, and, I, and you hope uh, they they would, and and I, but I appreciate what you're. Well, hoping. you hope that they would, but you know, uh, it, it, you know, in a way that uh, uh, I'm not even sure that I do hope that. It, and I'll tell you why, Scotty. Yeah, hope is something that you know. You, there's a limit to the amount of hope you can have, right? I mean, I hope for world peace. That's a big chunk of hope right there. I hope for the end of all unhappiness. That's another big chunk, yeah. right? I hope for food for all, and yet nobody eats too much and they get overweight, and everything yeah. is delicious. That's a huge, that's about 40% of hope right there. It is, but I think okay. hope is limitless in the sense that you can hope for anything, and whether it works out or not, that's something else, but the hope itself is limitless. And by the way, your whole- Oh, no, 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 that's what I'm saying. No, yeah. it's not. That's what people think mistakenly, yeah. and then yeah. they suddenly decide. Okay, they, they when they need hope, and they find out there's no hope left, and they go, "It's hopeless." They should have. They should have been more like the squirrel and the nuts, as far as hope goes. Don't just blow it all. There's. It's not unlimited. That's what I'm saying, Scotty. Yeah. There's only so much, and it must be rationed. Your thoughts? Well, I, I again, I would take a different. Uh, in my view. Uh, I would say that the, the hope part is 
you generate that. You're not looking at based on facts or figures or science and data. You're just hoping. And, and the well, hope, hope is never based on facts and right. that. That's when you that's when you run out of facts and data. All you have left is hope. Yeah. Well, and hopefully applies for everything. I guess. Why wouldn't you always just have a lot of hope? That's uh, because. You know, again, how things work out, work out. But but I do so I do want to uh, first before we go any further, give you much credit for your whole uh, thesis on the human mind. And, uh, you know, the mind is really doesn't get the attention it deserves. And we were thinking uh, we look up to the mind, the mind. Literally, it's the top of the body. I'm wondering what if the body, the mind was where your knee is, would it would you have been, you know, waxing as eloquently about it uh, then? Or would you go, well, it's just on the knee. It's not. But yeah. not even the knee, it would be the mind. You know, your knee brains. They would call it knee brains, maybe. Yeah. And you'd have well, two of them, which would be, um, you know, your brains. You wouldn't say brain, you'd say your brains. Uh, yeah, I, 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 it's, a really, it, 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 it's a really interesting thing to think about, that the fact that our brains are is in our head, that, is that why we think of the brain as being so great? Like, that's such an important organ. But I'm going to say, even if the brains, and, and maybe I'm being a little bit like you are about hope, I, I feel that the brain, and by the way, uh, uh, we'll get back to, to, to the whole idea of hope, because I think it does relate to what we're talking about, the human brain, because that's where hope resides, inside yes. the human brain. That's where all of these emotions reside. Well, right? I think hope originally but, resided in, in the suburbs. And then it, it, it did move to the human mind. That, I mean, that's going back many years. But you're right. It does reside in the human mind now. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That yeah. is interesting. Well, you know more about the history of hope, okay? I, I guess I'm, I, I'm more interested in – I'm not saying I'm not interested in the history of hope. And I think that is fascinating. It's like – it's so uh, – uh, and who is the first person who came up with hope, too? You know, I mean, why, why don't we honor that, that person, whoever thought – you know what? I hope something. Ha- I hope it gets better. And then the person next to him goes, "What? You, what, what does that mean? Something what did you say? You hope? I don't know. I even I've never heard what that. What does expression. that mean? Yeah. And, he's the and then you got to explain it. How would you explain yeah. what hope is to somebody who's never hoped for anything in their life, or right? never even thought of? Never even that thought way. of it. Yeah. I mean, again, every word had its. And first it's like, utterance. well, here's how it works. Here how here's how hope works. Yeah. You think of what you want, and then you hope for it. And then you go, wait a minute, but you just said hope, you, you know, you gotta, you've got to come up with a different word because we got to define the word hope and you can't use the word in the definition. Am I right, Scotty? About yes, that yes, so you're right, right. Yeah. Right. Well, so, uh, so what, so then you'd say, okay, okay, okay. Because you, you, you're not going to give up on this. And now the other person may be digging a, a trench right now, right? <laughs> Maybe both of you are digging a trench and you don't really know if it's going to work. And, right. But, but yeah. one of you and one of them saying, I don't think this is going to work. And the other person says, I hope it will work. And the first person goes, you know, just like we said, well, what do you mean? What is that word of which you speak? Now you have to explain. I want something. It may happen. It may not happen. But I, I see you can't say hope. I, you, how do you define hope without using the word, Scotty? It's I, yeah, I don't do know. It. It's a hard word to define. I don't even know what the definition of um, uh hope and, and and you know it's it's just you uh uh and bob hope by the way that's who that was his real name was it leslie hope or was it or was it was it not maybe i, I should i'm saying it and then i don't uh uh yeah uh well that's why we and he's we, not the definition that, of hope well but, that's uh, the part of the fun of this show it's not 
thoroughly researched. We leave some things to be uh, where we we just hope we get it right, you know. And 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 that's part of the dynamics of this. Of you know, I, I look, I watch shows that are overly researched. They have all the answers. Yeah. Uh, and and you you wind up switching away. You 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 tune out. You know. But well, this then, is. Will they yeah. get it? You know, people well, are listening we're, we're, right now. Going, we're with the you people. Know, we're not. You know, the average. We're with the people. Listening is not huddled around a bunch of researchers. So we're just like no. you. We're not, we don't have the, yes. Staff. I mean, we have, we speak of our big staff, but we, you know, literally right. we don't, but. Uh, well, uh, no, literally not in a, in an, like if you're talking about, if, if by staff, you mean human beings doing stuff that they're paid to do uh, for the show, for the podcast. No, it's not literally yeah. that kind of a staff. Like if right. you're a real literal minded person, you might be confused by our use. Right. Of but we refer to it and we believe it. We, we do have the East Coast, West Coast office and uh, yeah, we do believe it. Yeah. Yeah. We, we do hope. It. And uh, and by the way, and we have a great expression. Hope against hope. Which, yeah. Uh, is again, kind of confusing if you're teaching a language and I hope against hope that then it becomes a reality show competition. Well, it's hope against hope. Let, let's see who will win. So and it's just two people named hope. Yeah, and it's a reality show about people who are named Hope. I, I, I'm I'm just pitching on your on your I'm piggybacking on your. Yeah, well, I think there. that's I'm, what it became. Uh, no, Hope. It is, there's no way to really explain Hope uh, yeah. without saying Hope. You know, it, it's a state of mind. It's a way. Well, it's what we talk about. But you know, you bringing up the mind. That's what it's all about. It's the one human the, mind, Scotty. The human yeah, mind. Yes, and the mind uh, really uh, is. Uh, you know, we're amazed at everything, and most people do not sit around now at the dinner table or, or anywhere and go, you know what. The mind is a pretty incredible thing. Look at all the things it does. No one says that. It's like no, not uh, after dinner. Not after it's like dinner. that's actually one of the yeah. times. It's interesting statistically. Yeah, one of the least times, fewest people bring up the human mind is right after a dinner. Uh, so, uh, some people would think right before a dinner would be the first thing because then you start talking about human brains, yeah. and, and that, may, and then you think, oh, is that what we're going to eat? You know, it's That's the problem. It's, yeah. it, do you know what I mean? It's uh, it, it kind of just it, uh, um, maybe it shouldn't have anything dinner, to do. You should be able to talk about the human mind. You would think over coffee and some biscotti. But, uh, you know, because <laughs> that's that's fine, because then if certain words come up, brains are already on dessert. It's not, oh, I can't eat this chocolate. You can always eat the chocolate. So that's. Yeah, but not before dinner. Right, you can always have a little. And not at a bar. Well, no, a bar could be the bars we dream of, Tommy. The you know up at Columbia, maybe in the hundreds on the Upper West Side, and you know foreign women and academics and intellectuals and just you know. And you've met people like that, Tommy. You know, people fiercely debate the mind, and you know, then they (laughs) drink. That's you know, smart, a little crazy person. Yeah, they always could be a little crazy, but but very, you know, right. I mean, I'm laughing because what if every time we said the word mind, yeah. we said it like like Rod Serling, but nor- talked normally all the other times. Yeah. And, and it, that's what you were doing. And it was hilarious just now because well, you know, you're talking in, about from, yeah. <laughs> and everything else is in a normal voice, except when we talk about the human mind. Right. <laughs> and, and, and it makes sense because the mind is such a special place, Scotty. No, it really special. is, and we don't. It, it just as we appreciate landline phones and and everything, we appreciate how anything works. Right. The and by the way, is, where does appreciation live, yeah. Scotty? In the human mind. Yeah. That's we cannot. If you take away a brain, 
a person's brains and then say, well, I hope you appreciate your situation. They wouldn't be able to do that. No, no. Uh, I hope you appreciate what we did for you. We took away your brains. They wouldn't be able to appreciate it because. Yeah. No, you need you know, it. You know, you you have to have a brain to appreciate something. Yeah, and those am those I right about that, Scotty? Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I'm not a neuro- no, no, you need it. Yeah, and the question is, do we say brain or mind? And I guess I prefer mind because brain, again, you know, it's just no, mind well, is sort it's, of it's, that's the mind-brain duality. That, that, yeah. What you just stepped into, and this is no joke. Mm. Although it, it probably will lead to a joke that is, yes, extremely <laughs> funny. But but we'll see. We'll just have to see about that. Uh, But this part of it is no joke. The mind brain um, controversy is a big thing in philosophy and in neuroscience. We just stumbled. Psychology. All three realms are very interested in that particular. What to what extent is the brain is the mind? The mind seems to be this functioning in within the brain. If you take away the brain. I mean, you could have a brain without a mind. I don't think you have a mind without a brain. Is that, does yeah, that make would, sense? Yeah, I would say that's true. And now, also is the mind, we talked about this on another episode, the mind is a part of the body, but then they talk of the mind-body connection, but isn't the mind yeah. or is the brain? It's 100% part of the body, uh, yeah. 100% a function of the body or a part of the body. I don't know how you separate it from the body. You can separate it, if, uh, the body, right, but... but uh, you can have a body without a mind. You can't have a mind without a body. It's the same type of thing. I, I, I actually do believe that. And the human mind, Scotty, the, the, the possibilities. Now, going back to the, to the um, imagining, uh, Scotty, imagining in your, in your mind's eye. Remember when we were imagining that horse galloping across yes. the front yards of an otherwise quiet suburb? And remember how your how you uh, were able to do that. You were able to see this thing that normally animators would have to spend a lot of time, hours and weeks producing the, the animated image you can do right now. Yeah. With your, with the theater of the imagination, Scotty, because now, now as you imagine the horse going across the many uh, yards, Scotty, now imagine that it's running out of control. It's frightened and it's gone into the backyards and it's your fault because you, th- you were riding this horse. You don't really know how to ride very well and it threw you and now you're running in after it, but, but you can't keep up with it because it's running and it's out of control in the backyard. No, no, there are kids in an inflatable above ground pool and it's headed towards that. <laughs> Scotty, you have just learned one of the most useful, powerful, useful powers locked inside the human mind. It's the power to predict. The great relief of this story is that there isn't a horse running through the backyards heading toward an above ground pool. It's not happening, Scotty, except within your mind. And that is the, the point of having a mind in the first place. It's the power to predict. A lot of scientists believe this, that the brain is a prediction machine. It its primary purpose or only purpose of the top part of the brain, not the amygdala, but the, the top, the, the logical part is to predict things so that you know, some, so that you will avoid bad situations and head to good situations. As a result of your mind imagining that horse running wild in the backyards 
and heading toward an above ground pool. I have a feeling, Scotty, you won't be riding any horses very soon. Am I right about well, that? Well, absolutely, because I never ride horses in the first place. So I'm going to continue shying away from horses because of that. But, uh, but what I'm thinking of is just That's how, the power yeah. of the human mind. Yeah. That well, and also mind just saved a bunch of kids in an above-ground yeah. pool. Well, absolutely, and it never happened. And, but it's all free, you know. This it would could, be, but it, 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 it might have happened, but it didn't because we predicted it in the mind. And now, thank God, hopefully – you won't get on a horse anytime. Oh, soon. absolutely not. No. And uh, yeah, the mind is very powerful. And then it's, uh, as you say, it's free production. I mean, it's, this would cost millions, tens of millions of dollars to, you know, make these films, but in your mind, it's free and you could do it. It's totally free. Sex. You don't go, I better not have a hundred horses. That's too much. Oh, money. God. No? If you had to do Oh God, absolutely. Scotty, that's a really good point. If you had to, for example, can you, what kind of imagination do you have? Are you able to right now imagine that you're, uh, uh, that you're at Nathan's Hot Dogs and there's a big hot dog man walking around made out of hot dogs and he's smiling at you? Can you imagine that right no, now? I certainly could. I, um, I could even go over there and, and see. I feel that, you know, he would be there and um, uh, I hope he wouldn't. Oh, so you could, actually, you could actually check it out because you're near enough to Nathan's. Yeah, I can't but look. With the see powers it, but... of, your, of your imagination. Yeah. Yes, I Scotty. Could. Yeah. All right. This really illustrates your point that you are making that it would cost millions uh, uh, to animate what you just created with your own human imagination inside your mind, Scotty. Because, uh, first of all, this is what I thought of immediately about the hot dog, man made out of hot dogs, right? Yeah. Total, totally made out of hot dogs, okay? Uh, maybe as buns covering up certain parts of him that's it otherwise he's a hot dog man yeah. truly and he can walk around and you invented him in his mind could not exist anywhere else but your mind right here's the thing about that if if we were to try to get that animated and turned into a, a even a saturday morning cartoon forget about a feature film first we'd have to pitch the idea can you imagine we have to go around to the various uh, studios and the networks and say, okay, I've got this idea for a, uh, 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 it's a guy, he, he's made out of hot dogs, right? And, and he walks around Nathan's and, and, and that's all we got so far. And they go, well, what does he do? And, and, and we'd be like, uh, you know, we don't know. You know, we don't have that worked out. So right away, the project would be stalled, Scotty. That didn't happen with your imagination. You went right to it and you animated. Yeah, uh, anybody, everyone has the imagination. Everybody has the same ass and uh, no one can stop you. So that's what we recommend. The, the human mind, it's, it's limitless and we'll continue talking about it. Uh, and our mind goes all over the place. And I know that you, Tommy, uh, and among uh, probably no one else in the, uh, in the media and it all uh, pays such close attention to the ladies of the view. And I am told, as of today, they're back in the saddle again, uh, and they've been away for a month. And uh, again, I don't, and I don't know. Watch the people say, "Well, I don't watch the view, but I listen through you." And uh, of course, I know and, and like Joy Behar. But uh, uh, it is a fascinating show. We think of it as our sister show. I mean, there's no humor on their show, but uh, you know, intentional. But uh, you know, they are talking and in boxes, and so we do uh, have a connection to them. And there's some changes apparently uh now in this new season uh yes there are scotty it's funny i i uh did not expect that we were going to 
get into this uh this well realm, you know it's, it's out there say, uh, yeah uh, 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 it is it, it is our sister show as I, I, I at least i consider it to be that and uh, i don't think they'd consider that um they don't realize it yet it's one of those things where we would show up it's sort of like you have a long lost sibling yeah. and they show up at your doorstep and you go i I'm your brother. I'm your brother. I've been your brother this whole time. It was, you know, as a, or a half brother, something like that. Very dramatic. Imagine we show up at the view once they come back to their studio and we go, we're your, we're your brother's show. You're our sister show. You didn't know that, but that's the truth. And then we sit down and there's a lot of tears. There's a lot of joy. There's a lot of catching up. Yeah, well, it'll be all be live experience. too. It'll be amazing. It'll be it would all be live. Great television. We would break in during the show, and 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 I, I mean, you know, they'd be taught. Well, today they're back at it. Now, I, I do want to say that I want to I want to make this point because we've mocked them in the past because they were uh, off the air. You for a month. They were off the air, and yet they were running reruns of shows talking about news events that happened weeks and weeks ago and, and and just are so completely out of the news cycle that it's made them seem uninformed and behind the times uh and and, and uh they only would you know they had a little thing pre-record you know show was a vintage show whatever they said from whatever date it was and then that goes away from the screen and you're left to think that, that the view uh co-hosts are extremely behind the times and and are not keeping up with stuff, but of course that's not true. They were away for I think five or four weeks plus today. Yes, yeah, their usual and, hiatus. And because uh, you know there are people well, in the country who may actually not keep up with the news, so maybe they're watching. But hydro uh, hydrochloroxine, the chlorot, whatever. Forgot now. I haven't right. it in so many weeks. Uh, maybe they think, <laughs> oh, that's a new thing. So yeah. Uh, well, you know, you. I think you're fulfilling the role of always, uh, you know, of taking the side of the, uh, of the view. I, I, I criticize the view um, in, in a very respectful way, the way siblings criticize each other. Yeah. And I just say, you know, look at us. And it, honestly, if my brother were doing the same, my sister, uh, uh, you know, taking four weeks off plus Memorial Day or uh, Labor Day, I would probably, um, you know, say the same thing. Hey, look at us. Kind of like, hey, uh Tommy and Scotty are over here doing a podcast every single day. We never take off. We're always current. Every it's single a high day. stand. It's Be a high like bar us. for people to, to match. But but uh, yeah, and they're wonderful there. And they have the new host, Sarah Haynes, who I loved on uh, the fourth hour of Good Morning America with Michael Strahan and Kiki. Well, they added, you know, it was Michael Strahan and Sarah Haynes. I used to watch it a little bit. And then they added. Kiki, who's uh, I think uh, she's an actress too, and talk about yeah, adding, that's her whole name is Kiki. I know it's Kiki something, and I don't remember now. But that was like the adding. You saying that Sarah, Kiki something? I don't remember the name, but that Sarah, you know, is now the fifth host on the View, and how are the women uh, accepting her? Right, they do not like her, and and and, and this is a very the, everyone is clearly unhappy. All the all, uh, okay, so Sonny Hostins and and Whoopi Goldberg and Joy Behar and. Um, uh, 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 Megan McCain all seem to be unhappy about having a fifth person, and at least two of them, when they answered their question, uh, complain. I got to keep this really short because we now have a fifth member. You know, they both compl- they, they complained right on screen, and 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 they made no effort to not disagree with with uh, uh, the new um, 
they kind of ganged with, up with on her. Well, she's a new girl, new girl. Yeah, they disagreed with her. I, yeah. I, that's a, I, I phrased it oddly. I said they made no effort not to not disagree with her. And I guess what I was trying to say there by the double negative is you might expect them to say, hey, welcome to the show, new person. No, uh-uh. they went right after her. They, yeah. did not, they do not like that she's on that show. And you can totally see. And you can see in her attitude. She's like the, the new kid in school who's getting razzed uh, through no fault of her own. But she keeps her head up and her you know, and, and, and she's not happy about it, but she's got her pride. She sticks her chin out. You catch a little of that on that, on the view. I'm telling you, the view is a fascinating, fascinating place. Well, let me say because... one thing about Sarah though, is that uh, I always loved her, like from the, the fourth hour of GMA and uh, very, I uh, sort of a TV crush on her. And I find that she's a consummate professional. She's done a lot of hosting, you know, uh, on other shows. And I was thinking maybe she's being brought along to maybe to be groomed as, a new host, if Whoopi uh, follows through with some of her, uh, you know, disenchantment with the show in the past and leaves. That's my guess. And I always found her being very sweet and very, but very professional and very. Hosty. Yeah, she wasn't. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say she's sweet, but I would say she, and, and, and I wouldn't say she has the most lovely voice either. But I but I. She's agreeable. Um, she seemed, yeah, agreeable. She seemed yeah. professional and absolutely yeah. agreeable. And Scotty, as you pointed out, and this is so so fascinating, uh, maybe part of their concern is that they're thinking of maybe grooming her as the new Whoopi, right? Which she is oh. in no way anything like Whoopi. Um, but they might be thinking, you know, maybe it's you know, maybe maybe we need somebody with really strong chops as far as controlling the show and making it work uh whoopi lost her temper at one point in today's show yeah, uh, can yeah. i get a and and the reason being sarah huckabee sanders was the guest now uh, let me just say this about that that was a genius bit of guesting um because you want to see the view terror and, and megan megan mccain who the, the the conservative on this show ripped her right off the bat, you know, about, uh, because she, Sarah Sanders represents Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, she, and she still does. And she still says things like cl- uh, clearly all the time. And she still says time and time again, hmm. and she's awful. And she tended to, but, but she's, she's a, she, I mean, I, it's awful. I, I don't mean to say she's awful. She's, uh, she is, she tended to filibuster and talk too long and at a point uh, 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 that Whoopi said, can I just get in on this? And, and she got mad. Well, it's boring. Her. Can I, I just ask my question? Yeah. And that's the first show of the new year. Yeah. Well, I find Sarah. <laughs> such unhappiness. Beyond, beyond, you know, all the people in the tournament, you know, they just keep repeating and the, these things that have no basis in reality. And it's, you know, the socialist far left. The, you know, it's, it's really it's, it's boring. That's why I couldn't watch the Republican convention. It's just so not rooted in, in facts, at least. Well, about something real and, uh, you know, so. right, 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 right. All that stuff. But I mean, it's also interesting because, you know, Megan McCain does is is doesn't say things that are insubstantial or unfact based. She's very smart and very on. on no, she's point. A, she is interesting and she's not t- and, you know, and, predictable either. Right. And gi- giving Sanders credit, she, she you know, she she was she wasn't cowed by, by the uh, flack she was taking from all of them, no. but that's the only credit I'll give her. I, I don't think she's as good as her successor at all. I think uh, Kaylee McEnany is a huge improvement over her. 
Well, uh, Kaylee, uh, who I do know and I've worked with over the years, I haven't seen, seen her in several years, but I will say that she uh, she certainly doesn't act as a press secretary in the traditional sense, but she acts as a pundit who comes back. Uh, and that's basically her role in just defending Trump and, and citing things. And it's so it's a, a new role for press secretary, but she. Uh, but she's she's getting high marks for being very informed with Huckabee Sanders was just disrespectful to the to the reporters. And, and, and this was fun to watch where she's surrounded by a poor. She couldn't be disrespectful. And, and that's I think w- w- that was that that's something that The View really did well, is that they got her on the show and they could hammer her in a way she never she never, you know, she took all that incoming, but she, uh, uh, when she was in the podium, Sarah Sanders, yeah. and, and she was the press secretary, and she would just be so, and I don't know, I'll get back to you on that. How many times she said that? Whereas yeah. at least Kaylee McEnany has the information. Well, she's got that briefing. She turns book. it around on the reporters. And well, she's got that she's book with all the multicolored tabs, mm-hmm. and she's got Right, the, and she, ready. she, she yeah. re- references it. Sanders, uh, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders never did. She just simply didn't know stuff and, and acted like it wasn't important in, in the, uh, to answer the question, but she'd get back to you. Yeah, I would say uh, they're both bad in different ways, but, but Kaylee is more effective in defending. You mean bad in the sense of you don't agree with their politics, uh, but I'm talking about the, 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 uh, they're, they're, they are not, I would say respectfully, they are very much not the same as far as their, uh, their ability, their talent, in doing what they're what they were doing, I well, you can tech- really, really say that one yeah. is better than the other, uh, without you know getting into you know what the politics of this. Yeah, well, I think it's more defending Trump at all costs, and Kaylee fights back, but also she reinforces uh, his lies, also or, or creates kind of confusion too. So, but I would say you know just like a good. Well, you're thinking in terms of yeah. I, I'm really talking not about that. Obviously, I'm talking about the the uh, uh, one person being disrespectful. I think Kaylee McEnany is not disrespectful to the press. I think she, uh, uh, whereas Sarah Sand- Huckabee Sanders, definitely is dis- was disrespectful to the press. Yeah, well, the, that's a very big difference. Yeah. Well, that's uh, yeah. She's well. She did accuse Kaylee though something about the press doesn't want people Americans to go to church. So there've been moments like that, but. Um, Oh, you know, no, 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 absolutely. As far as that's a different issue. But I think but as far as just sort of having. Yeah. But anyway, so that whole. Uh, but the view is know, back. Which, that's which the, is, the, main the better thing. one. Yeah. The main thing is the view is yeah. back. And we I love Joy. I've known her for a long time. And it was and, a good show. And, and I, actually, I, I quite enjoyed it. And I thought that was a great guest to have on uh, and, and hammer her. Hammer yeah. Her. yeah. It, well, it's it great. great. And again, we're the only podcast that brings up the view and out of respect. And I'm going to start watching it more uh, or, or, you know, learn or, or not. I, I'm happy to be the view correspondent. Right. And, and, and the uh, yeah, the yeah, view live here. View. I, I yeah. go into the, you know, I mean, I, I don't put on a flak jacket exactly or a helmet, but sometimes I feel like I could I could sure use one the way the the well, clips go flying on that. Oh on yeah, that show. you but gotta again you gotta be prepared and duck every now and then too. Well, yeah. Tommy, uh, thanks for that report and for enlightening all of us about the the uh, hot off the presses news of day one of uh, the view and also the beginning of a conversation about the the mind because that's a never ending <laughs> conversation. I'm Scott Blakeman. Uh, uh, I remain to see you, Scott Blakeman.
Yeah, that, that's right. I, and I'm, uh, I am uh, really still Tom Saunders, so we're getting through this. <laughs>